What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. That's right. We're already talking about next year. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. Explore epic sagas with Rare Drop Roleplay. Recap the latest in sports with Overplayed. Unleash your inner hero on comics. Dive into a galaxy far, far away through Star Wars and Scotch. And pick the brains of industry experts on Broman Podcast. Whatever you're looking for, Rare Drop Entertainment has you covered. Check out our full lineup at raredrop.co. actually get anything for christmas what do you mean you didn't get anything for christmas i didn't ask for anything for christmas you didn't you didn't get anything nobody got I mean, you anything got like pants but i mean it wasn't like anything like cool welcome to episode 64 of star wars and scotch i tricked him into a cold open again yes. <laughs> happy I holidays get, from, i didn't get anything uh, cool for christmas from uh, me and tim you know what i got what i got the ralph mcquarrie art book Oh, nice. Yeah. I tried awesome. to get you Star Wars socks, but when I went to Disney, they were all sold out. Sounds Sorry. about right. Disney sucks right now. Sorry. I was going to. Yeah, no, it does. It sucks ass. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm really just, bad. I'm going uh, Universal next time. When we went, when we went, I um, I found this cool little clothing shop at, at Disney Springs, and uh, they had a whole Star Wars socks line. Kevin loves tall Crazy socks. socks. I do. He likes tall socks with graphics on them, and I found I the Star Wars collection, and they had them in small so like little tiny dainty feet or extra Shaquille O'Neal large feet so there was no in between speaking of Shaq and totally random did you know that the 10 most expensive homes sold in Orlando four of them were in Disney's Golden Oaks that doesn't surprise me and one of those homes was Shaq 
So we we if we're gonna talk about Golden Oaks, we drove by it and we were we were just we saw some houses were being built. I'm like, I wonder how much these houses are going for. They start at two point five. So the house that was built like in 2006 is going for like, and it's on a tiny little lot. Yeah, it's like 2.5, 2.6 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Just so that you could live on Disney property, have a limo, <laughs> have all access to Disney, like it's not worth it. I'd rather not. No, especially now with Disney's like decline. Not for 2,600 square feet. I'm good. Anyways. Hey, we're going to talk about Boba? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first we're going to talk about King's Coast Coffee because that's what I'm drinking this morning. Me too. Of course, as is tradition, we put totally put scotch in the coffee because that's the only way we can record an episode. I would be a mess after stream if I, (laughs) because I have to go play video games after this. And if I was inebriated all day, oh boy. Hey, pool shark. Um, Uh, Ah. Anyway, uh, it's BOGO at King's Coast Coffee for Coco right now. So go get that BOGO Coco uh, at kingscoastcoffee.com. That was immediately when Wayne first sent the ad uh, that he made. I was like, BOGO Coco. BOGO Coco. BOGO Coco. So uh, make sure you go over there and uh, you get your BOGO Coco because um, I believe, according to Wayne, this is the last year we're going to be sourcing Coco from the place that we got it from because he found a better source. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you like the cocoa, now's the time, uh, cause next year's cocoa will be better than this year's, um, but who wants to wait besides you can make so much mocha for the person asking, do you have King's Coast mocha? All you have to do is buy Bogo cocoa and then you can take a scoop of the Bogo cocoa and put it in your coffee. Boom. Mocha done. Uh, King's Coast coffee dot com. Yeah. For, uh, for Christmas presents. So, um, Hunter got, uh, Grogu from, oh, cool. Pete's family sent a gift stand and the, he got a Grogu from, from them. I got a Boba Fett thousand piece puzzle. Nice. You got Kyler, a little lightsaber. So he would stop. So he would stop taking mine. 20 bucks says he still wants to take yours. He still wants mine. That's pretty funny. Um, Um, but yeah, so, uh, overall was, uh, uh, Star Wars Christmas, but the best gift we got was the only thing left to talk about today. Oh, before we jump into that, guess what I finished? What? Aftermath. Oh, okay. I'm done. Nice. Um, good. Yeah, the ending was was good, like you said. It, it was a it was a payoff. And Did you set- like the? Okay, can we talk about the ending for a second? Sure, of course, of course, of course. What did you think? Specifically, which part are you referring to? Just the so part we, where they talk about going off into the chaos to find Thrawn. Yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, Isn't does that, that cool? does that set stuff up into the Thrawn novels, or is that setting no, stuff up it, no, for what no, happens? Because in where Thrawn, where Thrawn leaves off in is in so in the the uh, the first set, the first trilogy, Thrawn one, two, and three. In three, it picks up right before Rebels, right before we meet him in Rebels. Um, I just started I that first book where he's talking about how he's what it's going to happen with his fa- exile. Gets, yeah, so he gets found <laughs> while he's while he's on quote unquote exile. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I haven't finished up ascendancy, but ascendancy happens all before the original trilogy. So ascendancy has nothing to do with any of that. Apparently, it does retcon some stuff at the end of the last book, but I haven't gotten there yet. <clears throat> so they're but, they're talking about what happened with Ezra and going to find him because he's the only hope for the first order. I guess is that. The vibe that I was getting? No. no. Okay, explain. Because I no, must have they, misunderstood. No, no, they want they so they are still under the assumption that that Thrawn is like their only hope. 
to like rebuilding the empire, rebuilding the empire to the, right. the navy, rebuilding the navy to its glorious position that it was previously. And so that's the whole thing is like we have to go find Thrawn. We have to go out into the into the chaos. We have to go past the outer rim to the chaos to find him. But they know what happened so, to him with Ezra. They don't. Right? I don't think they do. I don't. I, I highly. I don't really think that's. I don't think. I don't think this is a tie in to 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 Rebels. I think this is. I think. I need to look at when this was written versus when the ending of Rebels happened. But I don't think this is a tie in to Ezra. I think this is purely them just focusing on that Thrawn is out there. And they have to. The only reason why I find this so interesting is because that means that the the remnants of the Empire goes out into the chaos to somewhere that they can't even navigate, and they go there out of blind, out of just blind faith, in hopes that they wouldn't, can find the thing they're looking for. So, two points on that: wouldn't that then link to what the conversation in the Mandalorian? <clears throat> it would. Yeah, it would. It would. It would. It would lead into the where is your where is your master? And where then is going out into the chaos. The wouldn't, that, wouldn't that link to Episode Nine? No. Episode no, nine. Okay. Episode nine is past the chaos. So when he goes, to, when he goes to, um, uh, um, I'm totally Mustafar. brain farting. Nope, not Mustafar. When he goes past Mustafar, when he's going to Exegol. But isn't Exegol's past the chaos? Oh boy, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, Exegol's past the chaos, and like that's the that's that was the craziest part about all of that is because like no one could have done that. Unless without the they navigator. were with without a navigator, because well, the navigators use third sight, which is also a form of force sensitivity. Um, but even then, like it was really hard for is, for is Ben to get out there. Is third sight the thing in the Thrawn books that the Skywalkers have? Third sight is what Skywalkers use. Correct. Okay, it's all coming full circle for me now. I figured yeah. it would after I read the Thrawn novels, but now so it's there's like, first sight, second sight, off. third sight. Navigators use third sight. In order to navigate the chaos. And okay. so, but the Navigator Guild, so then the Navigator Guild, they're different from Skywalkers. They are also force sensitive. They can, they navigate like Skywalkers, but they're, um, they're less efficient. Uh, the, the Skywalkers in the Chiss Ascendancy, they're children. And so they're more resilient. And so they're able to do more. They're able to last. They, they get pushed hard. Um, so that's the thing that they have to watch out for. That's why they have caregivers. Um, every Skywalker has a caregiver. Crazy enough that Skywalkers aren't the ones that become caregivers, right? Which I thought was very interesting. You would learn, you'll learn about that in in the books. But anyways, um, yeah. So I I think that the end of Aftermath is really cool. I love how they set up uh, Palpatine and and that room they go into the with all of the uh, the artifacts and whatnot at the oh, end. Jakku, I thought that was yeah. really neat. Yeah, on Jakku. And so like they even like what did you think about what he was using Jakku for? It felt like it was one of uh, it, it again. It all links back to episode nine. Like he had a plan. His death, quote unquote, he, he had it all taken care of. Like death was nothing to him at that point because he was already on to the next thing between Jakku, the vaults he had scattered around the galaxy that we learned about in, in uh, Battlefront and all this stuff like the Emperor. He's been playing 4D chess since, mm -hmm. uh, you since know, before Anakin was born. Yes. Well, <laughs> theoretically, if the the rumor is true, then you, that was part of the 40 chess. Yeah, that's what I'm um, saying. Like he made it all happen. So, I mean, it's 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 truly you can call it the Skywalker saga. But in my opinion, no, it's, it's the, more Palpatine like the Palpatine saga. saga. Yeah, yeah, it's all about Palpatine. I talked about that on stream, like from episode one to episode nine. It's all about the emperor. I uh, overall with the books, I really felt like it was a slow burn. Um, it felt like. There's definitely some parts where the story just dogs throughout the trilogy. Yes. But I do like the characters a lot. 
Um, and I'm kind of, I would love to see this played out on screen or in animation. Uh, either I don't one. think it will happen. I don't think so either. They don't do that with books. The books are the books. They're for mm -hmm. the super fans. Um, but it does help you piece the puzzle together. Uh, there are playing cards if you want to see like Star Wars official visual interpretations of some of the characters. Like Sinjir has an official playing card that you can see what he looks like. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, I think Jazz has one too. But yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever see it played out on screen, unfortunately. But I would like to see, you know, maybe maybe we'll see the characters interact in other ways. Um, but it has to be really subtle because if you were like Sinjir Rathvelis, only a handful of us would be like, yes, this is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, taking into that into account. But now I start the Thrawn trilogy, but I'm going to have to take a break because the new Republic book, High Republic, the new book, High Republic book just dropped. Well, it comes out next falling, week. Falling Angel, right? Alex and Molly got a got a early copy. I, oh, I saw that, dude. I was like, wait a <laughs> second. There's no way it's out already. <laughs> yeah, they got an early copy, but um, so yeah, we'll have to take a break. And uh, Tim and I will go over that book probably in like February, uh, late February would would be my guess. Um, after we get a chance to, read I'm still it. working on Thrawn. So, oh, there you go. He's still working on Thrawn. Um, it sucks that we can't review Thrawn together because I am behind on that, but that is my fault for not being into the books until you told me you should read the books. Um, cool. Book of Boba Fett dropped about uh, a few hours ago this morning. Um, episode one, my overall feeling, and then we'll get into the details. It felt very, it explains a lot right off the bat. And mm -hmm. I was happy they did that. Mm -hmm. But the whole episode felt like there was no meat on the bone. Nope. Um, I, 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 I liked what I saw, but I didn't think there was enough to justify it being, I don't know, part of the it, it didn't feel like Mandalorian. No. While it did, it didn't. Does that make sense? Well, that's the whole thing is like Mandalorian season one, episode one was such a massive episode. It was a big episode. A lot of things get kind of showcased very, very quickly. A lot of like fan service stuff, a lot of new things. And Book of Boba definitely, like you said, answered the question of how did it get out of the Starlight Pet? We knew how, we, we kind of knew how it happened after like, we saw. I feel like they wanted to get that out of the way. Well, That's I mean, like, like that, it was already covered in the comic book. And so they needed to get it out. They needed to say like, no, this is how he survived, and they need to they needed to fill in the the gaps for the people like me are like, well, how the hell did this happen? Like, you can't just just say he's here. Um, so like, I'm glad they covered it up. I wish they would have gone into more detail as to how the Sarlacc actually died. I wish they would have shown us like the the ending scene from or from episode six where Jabba's barge just like crashes right into the Sarlacc to kind of like just set the scene of like, okay, the Sarlacc is dead. This is what happens because. You would, the only way you know that he's dead is that the, because the tentacles aren't moving at the end. But like it's breathing and stuff. Like there's still things happening inside this monster. Um, I love the acid. I love watching the stormtrooper just like melt apart. That was really neat. I don't like. Here's one thing that I absolutely don't love is the part where he pulls the the air tube out of the stormtrooper's neck and puts it in his own helmet to get oxygen back into him. Mm -hmm. I felt that was cheap as hell because we all know those Stormtrooper helmets just come right on and off because you watch Luke do it in episode four. I caught that right away. And I was like, there's no airtight seal there. It's not like he's in some space suit. He's literally 
just he just it's like in any other Star Wars movie the helmet goes on and off it's like there's no there's no tighting sequence there's nothing that like locks the helmet to his face and he's like ripping this thing I'm shoving it in there so he can get clean air and just like okay um so just like little things like that or I was like you're really trying to make this work my favorite part was when he got rifle butted by the child <laughs> Yeah, I th- yeah, I thought the, they broke his face at that point. The only like, one just, thing that would have made that better and would have been the job I yelled Utini while he Utini! smacked him in the face. And just the just bitch slapped him with the back of the rifle. That would have been funny. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> oh, um, man. So, yeah, just like little things like that. I thought it was in, like I just thought it was kind of wonky. Um, it felt forced. Um, Tatooine feels interesting. Feels like a very different, um, different Tatooine that we have like we haven't really experienced yet. Moss Aspas, um, it looks amazing. Like they nailed it with the visualization of the whole city, the overview, which we saw in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But even just walking around Moss Aspas, what I love to do in Star Wars movies, and one of the things that Danielle pointed out to me when we were watching uh, the the sequel trilogy, was she's like, look in the background because it really shows you how much they care. Yep. About you know, n- not a ton of of anim um, of uh, 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 CGI. It's mostly animatronic, costumed people okay, walking so- around. Come to find out, I know why John Favreau likes to not lean heavy into cinema into CGI. John, because when he did Elf, he wanted Elf to be a timeless movie. He wanted it to be a movie that you could go back fifty years from now and watch and still feel like it's brand new. Um, he didn't want to use any type of uh, visual effects that would become dated due to technology. And so I've noticed that a lot in John's work when he does his shows is that he uses a lot of visual props. He uses a lot of physical items in in the show. Like you said, to your to your point, the backdrop, a lot of the backdrops, they were physical other than like the big wide pan that we haven't even seen yet where it's like down in the crater. Um, Like we haven't seen any of that stuff. Everything's been real tight shots. Everything's been physical, even like the back to tank, the amount of detail in that in that room. With the back to tank, the um, the droids that are running around, all the different medical stuff, those were real things. Keep other than mind, the droids, though, you don't know where the volume ends and where the and set that's but begin. that's the thing is like they do a really good job of blending it all together so that you don't get caught up in the CGI in the visual effects that they're trying to pull off because they use so much actual physical mediums to to uh, to really showcase what the the points they're trying to get across. Yeah, we um, the way we the way I looked at it was when JJ was making them, I watched an interview with him and he said, you know, if we, if we put CGI into this, you know, it looks like the prequel trilogy, which the prequel trilogy almost looks like it's too modern for what happens after it. Right. So we wanted to keep pace with the original trilogy, which is why we used mostly physical props and Mm -hmm. mostly physical actors. And we really use CGI sparingly. So some of the aliens might look, in a sense, dated from a modern film perspective, but it fits in the Star Wars universe. Yep. And that's what the important part is. And John and and uh, Dave carry that torch of saying, you know, we want no, we want to make this look like the original trilogy because the prequel trilogy, like some of the stuff is just like the instruments and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest problem with the prequel trilogy. The instruments when Anakin's flying. Mm-hmm. It looks modern. It doesn't right. look like it looked. But then in this, they brought it back to that, you know, that eight bit. Yeah, freaking. that old analog look, like almost like yep. from um, uh, like Alien. Yep. yep. Yeah, like that same look. Um, but like to your point, when they're saying like even like the eight, like the monsters, they try to keep it feeling to 
the like the original Star Wars. And so they did that in Mando with the Blarg. Um, yep. The Blurg, they did a lot of like claymation uh, or like a stop animation. They did a bunch of stop animation to make it feel like it was a part, like it was a mixture of stop and CGI. And they did the same thing with this, like this, this monster, the centaur monster that just like comes out of the dirt. <laughs> the I, like, swole ass lizard centaur. What was that thing? <laughs> um, that's so, okay. So first off, because we know that they like to use, um, they like to use uh, artists, uh, like old art drawings, old reference drawings from old movies. I guarantee you this was like some weird mock-up that they came up with in the 70s that they were just high out of their minds like this would be so cool and it never it never saw the light of day but of course i i guarantee you this is what happened that john and dave they found this thing they're like we got to bring this to life we got to we got to figure out how to make this thing work because it was it was like it's something we've never seen before so it's not like it's a it, there's no way that's a new new monster it's not like they just like came up with it. i really think that they a lot like the the spider that we saw in mando this will all be something from a reference drawing of some sort. I'll go through the book today and see if I can find it. Yeah, please do, because I would love to see if, if my theory holds true. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, people. People are going to say, like, oh, well, what is this? We've never seen this in Star Wars before. But it's like, bitch, it's a fucking planet. Like, you think, you know, everything that's on Tatooine. We've never we've never. <laughs> we, well, when you when you think of Tatooine, when you think of Tatooine, what are the first things that come to your mind? Sand, sand, <laughs> Luke, the suns. The two sons. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So when he's walking through the desert with um, the little boy child, uh, well, I'm not going to assume it was a boy. The child. Um, no, he calls him a youngling. Person. He calls. Yeah, he calls him a. Well, I, I'm saying not assuming gender, but oh, I see. Just yeah, the yeah, child yeah. itself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, when he's walking through the desert and they get to the where the Weequay pirates are attacking. Yes. Is that supposed to be someone we know, or what was the point? I don't of that know. Scene? I couldn't figure. I couldn't figure that part out. Because at first I was like, oh, my God, is this Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru? But then no, I'm no, like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense at all in this timeline. No, he's yeah. So he brought him to this place to watch them watch this guy get the crap beaten out of him. Them take his water and all of his supplies and leave. And then they left. So I, I honestly couldn't figure out that scene. I was very confused. I'm, I'm excited to, to see Alex's video and go to the Den of Geek after, once they post their articles later today. Because, you know, obviously we're early to this. Um, and see if that symbol means anything too. the one they were kind of putting on the and he's the, spray painted on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that is that, you know, this could be a reference to Hondo. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but they were yes. weak way and they were pirates. Yep. So um, and they they promised us familiar faces in this show. And we know Hondo's still alive because he's at Galaxy's Edge. So, oh, my God, if they brought out a live action Hondo, that'd be I so mean, cool. but you didn't go on Smuggler's Run. Live action Hondo no, technically I mean, like exists. Well, I mean, he's animatronic. He's not like. Like I would love to see like them actually do the makeup and everything like on the person. They have to use the right voice well, actor. They do. If it's not him, I'm gonna be pissed. They, he he calls you on comms while you're in the ride, so there is an actor in full makeup doing it. It wasn't CGI. No, it is an actor. Okay. It is an actor. It is 100% an actor that calls okay. you during the ride. That's cool. So it it's doable, and maybe that was like a nod to the 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 Weequay Pirates being a part. I don't know. And it would make sense because this show is going to be about the crime syndicate. Yes. Um, I'm interested to see who the assassins were. They yes. kind of matched up with, I looked up, um, remember Kanja Club from episode seven? I thought the same thing. Yeah, that's who they look the most that's, like. That's what I thought when I saw them. I was like, oh, these guys look familiar. Oh, not Kanja Club. Who's the other one? The, um, the, the guys with the red, the guys with the red suits, the, um, not, but they didn't have the they didn't have the masks on. They're the other guys, the Guavi and Death Gang. Sorry, Kanja Club um, was the was the one. They're who, the ones who that they, have the masks on, right? From uh, 
Yeah, the Guavian Death Kings are the ones that come out first for Han, and then he says, you know, I sold them to Kanji Club or something. He's like, why don't you ask Kanji Club? And they're the, they're the Asian-looking guys right behind him. Got um, it. okay. So that's Kanji Club. So, yeah, the Guavian Death Gang was the one. So, to me, this is leading up to, like, we're going to get into Black Sun. I have a feeling we I might so. see... I have a feeling we might see Kira at some point. Um, Would make sense. Yeah, I mean, like, this, th- when they say familiar faces... You have to think of the underground and the darker underbelly, like the 1313, that whole crew, and kind of see who's available, who's alive, and, and all that stuff. So. I, I hope they make reference to Maul and, and, and talk more about that. I would, I would hope they, they bring that all together. I would also like for, for Boba to potentially meet up with some of the older uh, bounty hunters that we saw him working with in Clone Wars. Like, whatever happened to that? Where did <laughs> I they loved- all go? I loved when the Transdotion came in and they were having the game. Like, I used to work for him. It was just yeah. harder for him. And then <laughs> even he goes, a compliment. Even tra- yes. <laughs> oh, Transdotion gives you a compliment. Why does it sound? I forget what he, he says. Exactly. Why does it sound like a threat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I was, I was like, like, he's like, right. It's like, like, yeah, yeah it's a, I mean, it's a big freaking lizard. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. Um, the mayor, that altercation was oh, very that's, interesting. That's going to go south. Some, yeah, th- there's going to be a fight between those two for sure. Um, uh, so, and I believe the mayor was in the trailer. I think it's the one, um, he's the, he is the, he's the, um, uh, he's the guy that everyone was like, oh, is that, uh, what's his face from galaxy's edge? Um, the Athorian. Yeah. There was like, oh, that's so what's his name for galaxy. I was like, no, that that's not right. That's yeah, not no, him. I think that's the mayor too. Yeah. Which is going to be so. a badass Athorian is going to be the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. Cause Ooh, the closest we've come to seeing is we've seen a Thorian Jedi. That's it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they just kind of lumber around. They seem like so docile. So to see yeah. like a crime Lord of Thorian, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, I did. Okay. So the, the back to tank scenes, yes. first of all, him going to the back to tank makes plenty of sense. Um, yeah, after his skin got melted off. Like it explains a lot. Well, the skin get melted off, and then I don't think it was just the skin that did damage to him. By the way, I mean he's out in the desert, and he's tied to a pole. So they even made it. If you look, his skin is is probably reactionary from the acid, but also it's bleaching from the sun too. Yeah. Um, but but you Suns. have to remember that you're you have to remember that was five years ago. Right. So, so he's been for t- him for him to continuously have to go into the bactic tank to regenerate. I didn't like that. It makes him feel very frail. And well, I said I, and I said that when I was like, oh, he just he had a fight and he's immediately just like, get me to the back to tank. So keep in mind, this is not a series. This is a one off. So this right? is this is it. So this could be Boba's death. Interesting. So he could be dying. Yeah, this huh. could be the end of Boba. And then Fennec might be the one who takes over the Empire. Oh, my queen. Not that Empire. The the, the, crime <laughs> the other one it's so difficult uh, words uh anyway so the back to tank tell me this when he goes into the back to tank and he starts dreaming and they do yes. that like melt to green sequence mm-hmm. did that not feel like assassin's creed when they go in the animus um it, that it, now that you say that yeah i could see why you felt that way yeah it was, it was almost like favreau or feloni were playing assassin's creed and went huh we could do this <laughs> <laughs> Because di- the way it fades, like, almost digitally. Yeah, it felt kind of matrixy, almost, the way that it was green, and it was all, it was just all of that uh, di- visual distortion. Um, I do like the look, because in Legends, we go deep into sand people culture. 
and I do like. I want to learn more about them. You know, we got the glimpse of them with the sign language I like the and one Mandalorian. With the dreads and stuff. I thought it was really. I cool. think they're the. I think the 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 two main ones, the one that fought him and the tall one. I think they're the the either one of them is the chieftain. Yeah, the one who handed him the water. I think is the chieftain. Probably. I I liked I liked how he kind of like he knew, but he let the kid have the moment. Yeah, and then he just like walks over. He was like. Good job. Because <laughs> like, yeah, the kid was, was even good, making the nonchalant. Mo- he was making the motion like he beat it to death with his gaffy yeah. stick. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. But that was, that, that was a fun scene, though, because the way he choked it out and then his face afterwards, he was just like, well, the what? look on. His, yeah. His position, and everything was like, don't fuck with me like that. That was that. I love that. He was like, you're lucky that you're alive. I'm allowing you to live. I was, was so essentially happy that, that look. squealing so little Rodian got killed. Oh, he was so annoying. I hated him. Very typical for a Rodian. <laughs> Fucking Rodian. <laughs> yeah. Tim and Kevin are speciest. Oh, shut um, up, chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, um, overall... Oh, also, what about the uh, the uh, the little um, the little Twi'lek whorehouse? Um, I mean, like, seeing a male... A male... With his abs out, I thought that was very. I thought I that knew was very you were hot. Reference how I it was super hot. I was like, "Oh man, they're ripped." I saw this <laughs> and I was like, "Tim's gonna reference how ripped the male Twi'lek is and how ripped the the monster is." Those are the yeah. two things yeah. that he took away from Yeah, I mean, you're right. The, the Twi'lek was just like that. I mean, they airbrushed his abs, dude. I mean, like he was. There's no way that man was flexing the entire time that he was walking around. That should be your cosplay for GCX. Just next be. Year. Oh yeah, just be a, just a male Twi'lek <laughs> with chains, Shirtless, yeah, ripped. Yeah, male I'm Twi'lek. sure that'll go over really well. <laughs> For, for GCX Kevin <laughs> come on down experience your own Twi'lek whorehouse with Tim dude if you just walked out onto the Star Wars panel dressed like that with no context and no one said anything so the entire so uncomfortable. time <laughs> it'd be super uncomfortable sitting next to Katie Sackhoff and Dave Filoni that'd be yeah. crazy oh my god here we go oh, Dave's coming now too <laughs> who knows anyways um, uh, yeah so it's 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 an interesting that they would dive into that part of the Star Wars universe that it's always assumed the poor Twi'leks. They're always sex slaves in the dark Star Wars universe. <laughs> but it looks like they do it to themselves. Well, so. okay, this is that whole um, mentality. It's almost the, the I don't want to say Stockholm Syndrome, but kind of like that where, you know, well, we're stuck like this, so I may as well benefit from it. That's could kind be. of yeah, it could be the vibe I got. Um, and I know people are going to argue with me like, why do you think it's a whorehouse? Listen to the words she uses very carefully. Yeah, it's one our because own it's Star slice Wars. Of paradise. It's definitely so, a whorehouse. Yeah, they can only say certain things. And two, we know what happens with the Twi'leks and the huts and all that stuff. I did like also how Bobo was like, "No, I walk on my own two feet," and that I like that a lot. So he's definitely going to be more justice oriented and less. Of you, a tyrant. I mean, like he said that from the beginning. He said, "Jabba ruled with fear. I want to wear. I want to rule with justice." Right. And so, like, right off the bat, he's already, like, we we knew that from the beginning. We knew when we saw Boba Fett um, in Mandalorian, they were positioning to positioning him to be a anti-hero and, or a vigilante. And and it looks like Star Wars is leaning more into that. They did that with Darth Vader. Like, they're, 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 they're slowly turning uh, Darth Vader into an anti-hero, not so much a bad guy anymore, but he's kind of like this neutral, chaotic character. Yeah, uh, and that's what Boba is. Boba is a nat, is a chaotic, neutral character who is very much so within the anti-hero spirit of Marvel, uh, in it for himself, but understands the difference between good and bad. 
And so th- I think it's going to be really interesting to see like which Boba Fett is this because we really it really hasn't been established. We saw we saw the Boba Fett in Mando was very was still very much so he was for himself, but he was just. Is this like are we going to see different forms of 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 Boba? Are we going to see the dark, really ruthless from the original trilogy? Are we going to see more so the um, the misunderstood kind of broken character from Clone Wars? Um, or are we just going to get a completely different Boba Fett for this one? And so like, there's, there's a lot of baggage to unpack with Boba Fett. There's a lot of shit that he's gone through. And and I'm curious to see if they continue to go down that road of like, of acknowledging all of that and bringing it to the forefront, like they did in episode one. Um, or is this going to be like a quick, like, Hey, here's Boba Fett. This is everything you need to know about him in the first two episodes. And then it's going to be a completely different story. Yeah. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think that. We are going to get a, we're we have already seen a character shift in Boba Fett. And I think that this is who he is now. Um, keep in mind, we're basing everything off of two things. One, a character that barely had any lines through three movies. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, he, he's been way more fleshed out since then. And we, you know, when we first when I reacted originally to seeing him in The Mandalorian, I really was discounting a lot of the other material and now, you know, since then, gone back and watched Clone Wars again, which he's in, uh, read some of the comics and whatnot. He his character is way more fleshed out. So this shift in his personality does make a bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the comparison to Vader and almost the I don't want to say antihero. That's not the right word, because Hulk is more of an antihero. They're still villains to an extent. Um, well, that, but I mean, like, but in the same vein, Venom is an antihero. Uh, yes, I would say more like Venom and less like Hulk. So fair, fair comparison. Um, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I think they're really going to focus on the underworld and set up other, I agree, underworld stuff. I'm realizing it's... too, cause remember originally we were like, this is probably the goodbye. They're going to focus on high Republic and old Republic. No, yeah. I think Disney's old Republic, high Republic. And now the focus is the era between aftermath uh-huh. And episode seven, that is where they're t- storytelling now. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge gray point. Yep. There's there's so many there's so much unknown. They still have yet to cover and explain the actual rise of the First Order. Yeah, I mean, you get a glimpse of it in Aftermath. Oh, my God. Oh, by no, the way, going back I mean, to Aftermath, kinda. the kids with with Hux. I told you they're terrifying, right? Holy the kids shit. are scary. And the fact that Sloan had to broker an agreement with him so she wouldn't get murdered by them. Yeah. So wh- 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 I want to know what these kids become. I I would just I don't. Oh, I don't are know. they officers in the first order? Like who are they? Well, no, they all die. I assume they all died in that battle. No, they're still alive. The that's the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole point. Because the end of the book. When they're establishing what's going to become the first order, when Sloane's like, "This will be my first order," I remember this because Brendel is she. No, Brendel, but the kid, the kids are alive. The kids Those- are alive because she had Brendel's the dad, right? Armitage is the son, so she brokers the peace with Brendel because Brendel's terrified of her now. Armitage, she basically says, "Like, look, if you tell the children not to murder me, you know, oh, I forgot you'll about have that a place part. of power they, in the I new thought empire." They died. I thought they died in the Battle no, of Jakku. No, Armitage Ooh. is the only one that can command them now because Gallius is dead. Because Gallius is dead, right? Interesting. So who who are they? Like that? I don't know. Maybe they become something. Maybe they don't. Uh, I, I don't know. I think yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's just only the the book <laughs> fans would know. Anyway, back to to Interesting. Boba. 
So yeah, so that I think that's the area they're covering. So I think they're going to set up a lot of the underground syndicate stuff. Possibly, Agreed. even though the timeline is different, possibly link stuff back to Andor because Andor is going to—that's the world that this is going to exist in in that part of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be characters, you know, Kira has a better chance of showing up in Andor than she does in in Boba. But we honestly don't know who's in charge of the Black Sun right now. Um, so who knows? Who knows? I- um. I, I do wish there was more storytelling in the current era. The flashbacks are good. They're informative. I get it. But it did feel a little bit like episode nine in the beginning where JJ was rushing to fix all the stuff that he felt that Reen yep. Johnson had had changed in his story. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like in this episode. I liked it. I liked the setting. Um, but I didn't. The storytelling was a bit off. And this is yep. the second episode that Robert Rodriguez has directed that I've been like, meh. Are they doing the same thing where they have different directors for different episodes? I don't know. Interesting. Um, directors for Book of Boba Fett. I think if like for- Dice, if uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, D- Rodriguez is directing several of the series episodes, mm. um, but he's also an executive producer with Favreau and Filoni. So I wonder if he'll. I wonder if he'll bring in other other. Well, they seem to have this little group of people that they like working they do. with, which yeah, is it's Deborah all the guys Chow, from Mando. Um uh Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, who's the other one? Who's the gentleman that I really like? He always wears the Yan- the Yankee baseball cap. Director. He, he's really good. Uh yeah, he directed some name. of my favorites. I'm looking him up right now. Who directed each episode of? Uh Rick Famiyua. Is his name Rick? Yeah, Rick Famiyua. I like him. He's really good. He does a really good job. I like. I just like. I like the way that he just does the episode. There's just. There's a specific like way he does it, and you're just like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So it's them. It's them and and Bryce Dallas Howard have pretty much been the the gang. Uh, yeah, the gang that's been directing all of them. Which I'm. Fun- oh, and Taika Waititi. Um, <sighs> but he's busy doing Marvel stuff. Well, he's also making a Star Wars movie and a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. So like, keep this group together. This is yes. the group I want storytelling for them. Yes. Like these are the folks that need to keep telling Star Wars stories. I agree. Um, you know, it's great that that uh what's her name? Patty Jenkins, who's doing Rogue Squadron. But mm-hmm. like let these people make movies. Agreed. Like don't just keep them in TV. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh Friday is the next episode, I believe. It sounds right. So okay, so before we end the episode, predictions on episode two. Um I think we'll learn more about how he assimilates with the sand people because he's going to live with them for what four years or something. Yes. Uh, so we'll learn more about how he assimilates with the sand people. Does I want it you to know more. Though? Like, why do you like? Why would we care? Um, to show you where he's been and to li- they're the probably going to at some point they're going to drop you off where he's stalking where he Mando. Finds, where he finds, sh- well, but well, you already know what happens. We know how that ends. No, they're going to drop you off there. Is what I'm saying. Right, but like the whole, but okay, so the, so so what? They give us a whole episode of him hanging out with the Sand People? No, not a whole episode. They'll continue doing flashbacks when he's in the back to think. I know it's, it's going like, to be like the but, Animus. But like, what do you? But like, what do you cover? I do, it's it's that's the whole thing. Is like I don't think there's anything like interesting so enough. So you think they're uh, done with, with the flashbacks? I think so. Like I feel like I feel like you got a good look at what like how he got to him meeting Finnick Shan. Like that was the whole point of like, of that. Because everyone was like, what the fuck? How did he get there? Nobody Tim. knew how he really got there officially. What? The next episode's next Wednesday. 
Oh, really? They're not doing the back to back? We got spoiled with Mandalorian. <laughs> Darn it, dude! They January did it so fifth. they did it so differently with Mando. Which like, means the first episode, the next one. Which means that Tim and I will be recording and releasing episodes on Wednesdays. So please keep that in mind. Wednesdays through the through Book of Boba Fett. Okay. So through February 9th, Wednesdays will be when we record because. Wait, when is the last episode of Boba? February 9th. Really? That's short. Seven episodes. Oh, man. We really did get spoiled with Mando. Mm -hmm. Damn. And there's nothing Star Wars related until the fall. Like movie or show wise. They didn't put release dates out for Obi-Wan. They did start filming Acolyte, though. Ooh, I didn't know that. Do we or have they, a cast list? Or they're reporting to filming in January. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was reporting Ooh. to filming after the holidays. Oh, that's exciting. I'm um, so excited for that one. Just so you know, Tim, I'm changing all of the recording calendar invites to Wednesdays. That's fine. Uh, through February 9th. We're doing this for you, chat. For you! It's that's also okay, because Wednesday. Wednesday is my rest day. Kevin's yeah. rest day sometimes, too, so it works. Yeah, yeah, it's it's our off day, so it shouldn't be a big deal. But, um, yeah. Um, I, I, my, I think you'll get more flashbacks. I know you're saying no, but I think you'll get more. Um, I would prefer that the story be told more in the, I'm saying current, you know what I'm saying when I say yes, current. Yes, I know what you mean. Um, current timeline than flashbacks because i am it's great to know like you said it's cool but i am more curious what's going on with with um the current world and you know how this is all going to play out and apparently obviously there's a vacuum right now and a power struggle is inevitable um so that's what i want to know is what's happening in the current world the crime bosses i'm very interested in the storyline with the mayor um and I want to see more of that. So please less flashbacks um, and more of, of this. That's the whole thing is like this sets this, this, whatever happens here also ties into all of the other shows that are being made uh, for the most part. Cause we've got Mando. Ahsoka. We'll have Mando season three. We'll have Ahsoka. Those two shows are going to like, I would assume things that happen in book of Boba will help set the stage for those shows coming up to a certain degree. I think, I think Mando season three, we know, is going to be primarily focused on on the planet of Mandalore. We know that it's going to be a, a lot of, at least we assume it's going to be a lot about the people of Mandalore and and how we, uh, uh, we whatever happened to the planet. We're finally going to figure out what happened there. Uh, I think we have all come to the agreement that Ahsoka is going to be primarily um, focused on the end of Rebels and what happened there with Thrawn and Ezra and Sabine, like the whole crew is going to get back together again, because we know a lot of these people have already been casted for those roles, which is pretty freaking cool. Um, and then Acolyte and Cassian Andor and Obi-Wan, we all know are going to be prequels. They're all going to be in the past. They're all going to be before the, the events that are happening right now. Um, so yeah, I mean like there's, there's a, there's a good spread, Kevin. Uh, but I, I think book of Boba is definitely, I think there's going to be some things that are going to happen that will end up affecting at least man the, the storytelling of mandalorian to a certain degree yeah yeah i i, I agree do you think we'll see din jaren and i don't Book think we'll see, i don't think we'll see din i think we will see familiar characters i think we might get like an ahsoka potentially um for din to go to tatooine wouldn't make sense because they were already out in the outer rim <clears throat> boba goes one way do you think they're only going to be on tatooine the whole show I so that was the one I I think I asked you that question a couple of weeks ago in your thoughts on do you think that we're going to leave oh maybe we were talking about Obi-Wan same question though is like these two characters are very much so tied to that planet 
uh, now because what's the point of a uh, what's the, uh, the uh, a, a daimyo? What is the point of a daimyo leaving his his realm? Yeah, um, he's a ruler. He's a he's a governing body. He's a so, he's a sovereign leader. Uh, what's the point of leaving the thing that you hold most dear to you? Yeah, I agree with you. you. Know? So I don't think I don't think we'll see Slave One. Uh, wait, we it's don't know. call that anymore. We don't call it Slave One anymore. What do we call it now? Boba's ship. It's Boba's ship. <laughs> no, there's an actual. No, there's a designation for it. Is it Firefly? Something. No, that's no, that's a, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's wrong that. show. Wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wikipedia still has it as as slave fire one and No, what's no because fire the, spray thirty one is fire the type spray. of ship that it is. So the fire spray is the class designation, but they called it fire spray as well, or Boba's ship. It's still if, called slave one on Wikipedia. So oddly, so I went and bought my brother for Christmas that that slave one model, mm-hmm. the one that threw it that everyone got super pissed off about because it didn't say slave one; it said Boba's ship on it. Um, I went and got it and, and, and I'll be damned. It says Boba ship right in the front of it. It doesn't, it doesn't have any other, any other call sign for it, um, which I thought was really strange. Um, but yeah, I don't, if we see, if we end up seeing the fire spray or we end up seeing slave one, it'll be for him traveling from, from one spaceport to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to get, we're going to get space battles. I don't, there's no reason for him to go there. Um, other, unless he's going to go meet with the other crime Lords, um throughout the outer rim well that that would be the only reason i can see him leaving the planet is if he has to deal with business with black sun or um yeah, but he has no reason to mess with black sun well black sun might mess with him because of this power vacuum that's what i'm saying i don't know yeah but, but that's the whole thing is like there's a power vacuum on tatooine i don't think there's a power vacuum amongst the signet amongst but the syndicates if it messes with supply chains and you know illegal cartel activity that could I be guess a it reason. depends. It depends on what resource they hawk out of Tatooine. Also, you don't know what the huts are going to do. They might retaliate. Yeah, but Jabba, but the Jabba died five years ago. They should have retaliated at the beginning. If there was a hut power struggle well, for what Tatooine, if Bib was a what, what if Bib was a puppet? No, Bib Bib sees an opportunity. But what if he was a puppet of the huts? But just I don't had think power. he was. I think he was. I think Bib was chilling out there on his own i think either the empire destroyed the huts at some point and we didn't know about it which is something that could happen because if you go through clone wars the hut syndicate the the, the hut family very much so still very strong when we get to episode six and we meet jabba we don't know what happens yeah there's well there's, there's a lot there's five families of the hut hut cartel that's the way it works right and and we and we it's meet the them in clone wars Right. But we yeah. don't know what happens between that point and the end of episode six. I don't think they're gone. I, I think that would be, I think they. Jabba want, had a family. Where's his family? They're dead. But you want, you want the huts. Jabba's family might be dead, but like I said, there's more. But I mean, the Pikes are out there. The Crimson Dawn is out there. Oh, sure. So. There's lots of, well, I mean, like, as long as you don't mess with the Pikes spice, you're good. Right. And, and who so knows they're off their farming. But Jabba might have been running spice with the Pikes. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Or it'll maybe, be interesting. Even if it wasn't Jabba, Bib took over and Bib knew the, knew the system. Boba's walking in there; he doesn't know what the well, hell is going on. It seems like this this Daño from uh, most the what's the other space most Espa. from Espa the 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 mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think he to your point of Bib being a puppet, maybe he's maybe Bib was his puppet. That's what it sounded like. Maybe maybe he knew that Bib Fortuna was the mouthpiece of Jabba the Hutt. So in order to keep power to make things like things are still good, you put you you put Bib in the seat of power because everybody 
recognized him as being Jabba's right-hand man, but the mayor's running everything from behind the scenes. Before That's an interesting we, take, Kevin. I like before that. Before we run, one thing we didn't talk about was the Gamorrean bodyguards. Dude, they were so dope. They were really cool. I don't like the way Fennec said this is a bad idea, though. Why? She doesn't trust anybody. She thinks everything's a bad idea. You, <laughs> I just hope they're not. I hope they are loyal to a fault. I think seeing how quickly they came running in to save him, I would and put his ass in a back to tank and not slit his throat. I would say they're loyal. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. think it'll be okay. I think I think Finnick is just. I think she is just very uh, antsy. Also, they She's looked got some like trust issues. They looked like I do because they had their pot bellies, Bro, but they no, had but they, they had nice they ripped chest. The, they weren't the fat guys. <laughs> they weren't the fat guys from episode six. Like those guys were actually like those guys were on. They were jacked. But that's the difference. That's been my weight loss journey. Tim is like I was a Gamorrean, and now I'm like Gamorrean bodyguard. Where yeah, I still got my pot so belly, but the chest and the arms are looking good. Two. Nice <laughs> v V two Gamorrean, love it. Yeah, I'm a Gamorrean workout plan. <laughs> oh my god, Kevin, you should do that. You should start a Star Wars Gamorrean workup. Oh my god, that would be hysterical. We'll game yeah. plan it in the new year. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out episode 64 of Star Wars and Scotch, all about Boba Fett or the book of Boba Fett episode, sorry, chapter 1. I love that they're doing it. That's the one thing I like. They're they're following the formula that worked for Mandalorian and I don't yeah. want them to deviate from this no. formula. I also had someone ask me, what's the like so <laughs> I was like, is this a show about a book? I'm like, no. It's just no. Boba reading a book, just like yeah, just like by a fireplace. It's just like chapter one. <laughs> Things got a little dicey in Mos Espa. Mace Windu killed my dad. <laughs> He's I was really hoping that. his head. I really hope was really hoping his head was gonna fall out. Every time, dude. Every time I see that scene with Boba and the helmet, and they're just forehead to forehead. I'm just like, his head could fall out at any moment. <laughs> Any moment, that head could just plop right out. It That's just so never dark. does. It never does. Oh, man. You can check us out. We're uh, Star Wars and Scotch. I'm sorry, Star Wars Scotch on Twitter. Uh, you can check out Timmy's Darkness 429 everywhere. But he's live Monday through Friday on Facebook. FP.gg slash Darkness 429, 9 a.m. Eastern, which means he's got to go now. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for uh, checking out the show. Everything I do is uh, raredrop.co. Head over there, and you can check out all the other episodes of Star Wars and Scotch and all the other great shows that we produce like uh, Overplayed or comics or whatever you're into. We probably have a show for that. Probably. It's not weird kinky shit. Um, but yeah, thank you again. Well, and we will see you next week, not Friday, next week, uh, January 5th for uh, chapter two of the book of Boba Fett. Have a happy, happy new year. And Tim, may the force be with you. Happy new year. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.